This podcast was sponsored by Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services. Baba Sobers Wealth Management works with physicians, medical practices, and hospitals, providing comprehensive wealth management services for individuals and institutions. Visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC. This episode is brought to you by the Arizona Department of Health Services. Go to adhs.gov or to learn more about substance use disorder, check out azhealth.gov slash hopeheals. Hi, my name is Dr. Monica Faria. I am board certified in general and addiction psychiatrist and an MCMS member. Welcome to today's podcast. It's okay to ask for help and realize like, you know what, I can't do this all on my own right now. And this isn't necessarily, like, this isn't a sign of weakness. This is just, you know, knowing when I need to ask for help and delegate and rely on your support system to get through things that can be really challenging, like medical school or residency or whatever it is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Arizona Physician Podcast. My name is Mariana Nicolades, a recent public health graduate from Arizona State University and your host for this episode. For today's podcast, I'm joined by Kristen Bolt. Kristen is currently a medical student at Midwestern University and recently served on the board of directors for the Maricopa County Medical Society. She's also interested in a career in child neurology. In today's discussion, Kristen and I will discuss her opinion on the value organized medicine brings to medical students and her experience in medical school. Kristen, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. So what value do you believe organized medicine brings to medical students and how has it affected you personally? Yeah. So I think specifically when we look at Maricopa County, um, just as of 2021, um, there's five medical schools just here in our county. And so I think that there is a really rich environment for organized medicine um, to play a role for medical students specifically. You know, I think that as a medical student, it can be challenging to get involved with some of the healthcare networks that are happening here and some of the different relationships that are being built across the valley um, and kind of know what's happening with our patient populations on a community level. And so I think that um, the Maricopa County Medical Society has been um, this wonderful unifying body that has really helped connect medical students to attending um, practicing physicians, as well as connects students to their patient population on a broader level. Um, So for me personally, I've had an opportunity to work with five incredible students from each of the medical schools here through the medical student subsection. I would not have been able to connect with those students otherwise. And so that was a really cool way to meet people. And I think that we were able to, you know, connect with other medical, other medical students and get to know some of our fellow students a little bit better. You know, it was a little hard with COVID, but I think that Uh, moving forward, I think it's just such a great networking opportunity and just a way to be involved. So I was wondering if you could share with our listeners some of the different things you wish you had known before rotations. You know, that's challenging because right when I, right when I transitioned into clinicals was when COVID started. But um, I think that one of the things in retrospect that I didn't know as a first and second year medical student, and so I was a little bit surprised when I got to my third and fourth year, is how many resources are available for our students. I was doing a rural 
medicine rotation. And we had a patient who needed some help from government aid, um, just with different, like basic access to, you know, food and shelter and things like that. And this patient didn't know that they were a candidate for this aid and they didn't know how to get involved and get connected with the right people. And, you know, when I started looking into it, I was just blown away at how many resources are available for our patients. And I also didn't realize, you know, what an incredible role um, healthcare providers can play in connecting those patients with those resources. So I think that I wish that I had known a little bit more about how much we can help our patients as a whole person and then, you know, help on a community level when we advocate for better accessibility and things. And so I think that, you know, that's one of the things I've really enjoyed about being part of the medical society here is that that's one of the big things that we're trying to do is find some of these different ways to connect our patients with resources and advocate for our patients and help our um, patient population on a community level. What has your experience been trying to connect with these practicing physicians outside of rotations? And do you have any tips for the listeners on how to connect with them outside of their rotations? Yeah. So I think that this is a really big question for the medical education system, especially actually going all the way back to like the pre-med community. It's really, really hard to get connected with physicians and get some of this clinical experience, especially if you're not coming from, you know, a family that has connections with medicine. So I think it's a really great question. I'm glad that you're asking it. Um, so one, obviously you can work through any pre-existing connections that you might have, whether it's like a family member or a friend who's already in healthcare, you know, that's kind of like the tried and true way of, you know, networking and trying to connect with practicing providers. Um, but again, if you don't have that already available to you, then that can be really challenging. I think the the other thing that is a little bit more intimidating, and I would say it has a far lower success rate, is you can start cold calling different providers saying like, hey, I am really interested in this field or I'm really interested in, you know, whatever they're doing. You know, is there an opportunity to like chat with you or come shadow you or whatever your goal is? I did this when I was in my didactic years and most places did not even call me back, but I actually like connected with my mentor through that. And so it worked out really well, but it definitely is intimidating and it is a pretty low success rate, but for me, it worked out really well. So I think that that's one of the reasons. And that's one of the goals that we had with the medical student subsection was to create an easier way than just cold calling providers and asking if they would be willing to, you know, answer your questions. Um, we're really trying to build this community within the healthcare system that kind of crosses and bridges that gap um, between, you know, medical students and residents and practicing physicians. And so I think that in the future, especially, um, we're just going to keep finding new ways to find formal mentorship for medical students and have different networking events. And so I think that the medical society is honestly like probably the best way at this point to connect with those physicians. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And I mean, for medical students, it's free to join. Absolutely. Exactly. So it's, you know, why not take that opportunity? After the break, we will return with Kristen Bolt and learn more about her experience in medical school. MICA was founded in 1976 by doctors for doctors and remains the leading provider of medical liability protection in Arizona. MICA is the exclusive provider of coverage for Maricopa County Medical Society. Contact MICA today to learn more about the benefits of being with a physician-led 
and policyholder-owned insurance company. Call 602-956-5276 or visit our website, mica-insurance.com. Thank you for joining me on the Arizona Physician Podcast. Today, our guest is Kristen Bull. Kristen recently served as the medical student director for the Maricopa County Medical Society and is a medical student at Midwestern University. So as mentioned earlier, you are not only in medical school at Midwestern, but you also served as the medical student director for the Maricopa County Medical Society in the year 2021. So I'm curious, how have you been able to manage your time between school and work and all these other activities you're doing? Because it's a lot. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I think looking back, I also wonder, like, how do how do any med students get through this and, you know, have stuff to put on their resume when they're applying for residency? First and foremost, I just have to say it. Um, I could not have done it without a support system that I have here, especially my parents who have been super supportive through this whole thing. So I think that we can't overemphasize the role of a support system. Um, but more practically, uh, time blocking has been a new venture of mine, and it's been really wonderful. Um, so basically on my calendar, I time block out the different things I have to do during the day. So it combines a checklist with a schedule. And so I think for people who are A-type, like most people in medical school, that seems to be a really uh, beautiful blend. But I think one of the things that medical professionals and as people who have typically been high achieving throughout their academic career... Um, I think that we don't always know how to ask for help when we need it. And so I would love to emphasize to anyone listening that you, it's okay to ask for help and realize like, you know what, I can't do this all on my own right now. And this isn't necessarily, like, this isn't a sign of weakness. This is just, you know, knowing when I need to ask for help and delegate and rely on your support system to get through things that can be really challenging, like medical school or residency or whatever it is. So Kristen, what is next for you? So we are getting really close to being done with fourth year now. So I am applying to child neurology right now. Um, we match in May and then I'm getting married and graduating. And um, I think, you know, wherever I end up, I am really excited about, you know, what's what's to come. And I'm really excited to get connected with um, my local organized medicine medical society, um, because this has just been such a wonderful, a wonderful opportunity. And I really enjoyed working with all the different providers and students that I've been able to meet along the way and, you know, learn how I can advocate for my patients. And so I'm really excited no matter where I end up to be a part of that. That is awesome. I am so happy. Congratulations. You are killing it and you can do anything. Oh my goodness. Thanks. <laughs> I think, you know, it's been uh, an interesting couple of years for everyone in healthcare. So I think if we can overcome this whole pandemic, I think we can overcome anything. <laughs> I agree. Kristen, thank you again for being here. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. Of course. Interested in learning more about Midwestern University? Call 623-572-3215 to speak to an admissions coordinator or check out www.midwestern.edu. And if you are currently a medical student in Arizona, consider becoming a member of the Maricopa County Medical Society. It's free to join. To learn more about what the organization can do for you, go to www.mcmsonline.com join. I would also like to say thank you to our listeners for joining us here today. If you would like to hear more podcasts such as this one, kindly hit subscribe on your favorite platform. Bye, everyone.
Help to create the future of healthcare in Maricopa County, Arizona. Get involved by joining the Maricopa County Medical Society at mcmsonline.com join. Thank you for listening to the Arizona Physician Podcast. Does your financial advisor help you pursue what matters most? With so much at stake when it comes to protecting everything you've worked so hard to achieve, it never hurts to get a second opinion about your financial future. At Baba Sobers Wealth Management at UBS Financial Services, our approach starts by understanding your life and what you want to accomplish. Then we work together to create a framework designed to give you the confidence to do what matters most, no matter what the markets are doing. We want to help ensure you have all you need for today, tomorrow, and for generations to come. For more information about Baba Sobers Wealth Management, visit our website at advisors.ubs.com forward slash Baba Sobers WM. We're members of FINRA and SIPC.